one and all to Strange Days Broadcast, the most excellent broadcast this side of the Mississippi.
something to say that might blow your mind. That's right. Something to say. Hey. It's good to see you again. I'm really glad you made it. You look tired again. Are you tired? Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's because you've been sprinting down this road with your head down from one drama to the next, trying to get away from whatever it is that happened to you back there. Because of it, you're missing blessings along the way. You got to understand that what happened to you back there doesn't have to define the rest of your journey unless you allow it to. Guess what I'm saying is you don't have to run no more. Make a shift in your pace on this next stretch of road so God can make a shift in your heart and you can begin to heal. Take it easy on yourself. This world needs you. Rest, but don't you quit. I'll see you at your next rest stop. sell some weed he was doing fine they were standing in line it was excellent weed indeed when he came across this young man who was likewise peddling pot and the devil slid down the beach to the kid and said boy let me tell you what i guess you kind of figured i'm a reefer head of course and after all this time i guess that i'm a connoisseur of sorts now your stuff smells okay but this could tranquilize a horse i'll bet a million in cash against your stash because i think mine's better than yours the boy said, my name's Johnny, and you ain't smoked nothing yet. One hit of this grass will kick your ass. You've got yourself a bed. Johnny, roll a bottle of hash and make sure it's the bomb. Because the devil's got the kind of stuff they smoked in Vietnam. You'll get a million smackaroos in cash if you can cope. But if you can't, the devil will get your dope. a bong with a little Acapulco gold and resin flew from his fingertips as he fired up his bowl. He filled that chamber all the way and he took a mighty hit. As they passed it back and forth, it gave them both a coffin fit. finished johnny said hey man that stuff was great but fill your lungs with some of this and prepare to vegetate cannabis sativa sweet mary jane the devil's in the backyard crying his brain zigzag filled with a diggity dank hold on tight it'll hit you like a tank right enough of these shenanigans it's starting to bore me to be honest with you Let's have a look what I've got in my little file here. 
Let's have a little sticky beak. Haven't done nothing today, actually. But I think there are some things in here that we need to look at. <clears throat> I think there are some things in here that we need to investigate. You know what I mean? The EU finally approved new Ukrainian aid. Hey? $50 billion approved in Euros, which is close to the $54 billion. A new aid to the Ukraine to be paid on the course of the next three years. Hey, you going, Cindy? Welcome to the broadcast. No doubt about it. <clears throat> you were warned and you did not listen, guys. The depopulation agenda. RR reports. RR reports. This one, my friends. But the problem is, it's loading me to another avenue. Here we go. Come on, man. Ah, it's on mute. Wait, wait, we got to get this mute thing going here. What's going on here? Let's see if this works. Oh, this bloody thing's not even freaking coming through. What's going on here? Come on, man. Where's the meat button? There's no meat button on it. Now, this is really weird shit. How do you deal with this? Bloody hell. This is, a, this is a rally that took place on Friday in Yemen against Israel. Folks, wait till you see the size of the crowd. See, Americans, Westerners, we have no idea that other parts of the world are gathering in massive numbers to denounce Israel and the United States for what they believe is genocide against the Palestinian people. That crowd that you're looking at there, Rick, is an estimated 2.2 million people that assembled for this particular rally here. Which is the size of the entire Gaza population. Right. So think of this as for every Gazan, one Yemeni showed up representing that Gaza in a protest to denounce who? The United States and Israel. So here is a massive outpouring of fury against Israel and the United States and support for uh, the Gazans. And it's, 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 it's an indication of how quickly World War III is spreading, expanding, intensifying. Again, Americans don't know anything about this because you don't see this on Fox News or CNN. They don't want you to know that millions of people are enraged over U.S. foreign policy. That's right, guys. It's not when, if, or anything like that. Well, it's not if or maybe. It's just a matter of when. <clears throat> Very interesting. Senator Ted Cuz called out Mark Zuckerberg for his lack of stopping child porn on Instagram. Zuckerberg. In June of 2023, the Wall Street Journal reported that Instagram's recommendation systems were actively connecting pedophiles to accounts that were advertising the sale of child sexual abuse material. In many cases, those accounts appeared to be run by underage children themselves, often using code words and emojis to advertise illicit material. In other cases, the accounts included indicia that the victim was being sex trafficked. Now, I know that Instagram has a team that works to prevent the abuse and exploitation of children online. But what was particularly concerning about the Wall Street Journal expose was the degree to which Instagram's own algorithm was promoting the discoverability of victims for pedophiles seeking child abuse material. In other words, this material wasn't just living on the dark corners of Instagram. Instagram was helping pedophiles find it 
by promoting graphic hashtags, including hashtag ped whore and hashtag preteen sex to potential buyers. Instagram also displayed the following warning screen to individuals who were searching for child abuse material. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices. Get resources or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? All right, Senator. Um, the, the, the basic science behind that is that when people are searching for something that is problematic, it's often helpful to, rather than just blocking it, to help direct them towards something that um, that could be helpful for getting them to get help. In what I also... understand, get resources. In what sane universe is there a link for see results anyway? Well, because we might be wrong. We we try to trigger this this uh, warning, or we tried to, um, when we think that there's any chance that the results. Okay, you might, might be, be wrong. Let me ask you: How many times was this warning? screen displayed i don't know but the, but the hey, you don't know why don't you know I, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head but what you know what mr zuckerberg it's interesting you say you don't know it off the top of your head because i asked it in june of 2023 in an oversight letter and your company refused to answer will you commit right now to within five days answering this question for this committee we'll follow up on that is that a yes not a will follow up. I know how lawyers write statements saying we're not going to answer. Will you tell us how many times this warning screen was displayed? Yes or no? Senator, I'll personally look into it. I'm not sure if we have. Okay, so you're refusing to answer that. Let me ask you this. How many times did an Instagram user who got this warning that you're seeing images of child sexual abuse, how many times did that user click on see results anyway? I want to see that. Senator, I'm not sure if we stored that, but I'll personally look into this and we'll follow up after. And what follow-up did Instagram do when you have a potential pedophile clicking on, I'd like to see child porn? What did you do next when that happens? Senator, I think that an important piece of context here is that any context that we think is child sexual Mr. Zuckerberg, that's called a question. What did you do next when someone clicked... You may be getting child sexual abuse images, and they click see results anyway. What was your next step? You said you might be wrong. Did anyone examine? Was it, in fact, child sexual abuse material? Did anyone report that user? Did anyone go and try to protect that child? What did you do next? Senator, we take down anything that we think is sexual abuse material on the service, and we do. Did, did anyone verify to... whether it was, in fact, child sexual abuse material? Senator, I don't know if, if every single search result we're following up on, but... It, did did but you report the, the people who wanted it? Senator, do you want me to answer your question? Yeah, I want you to answer the question I'm asking. Did you report time to the people who click see results anyway? Uh, that's probably one of the factors that we use in reporting. And in general, I mean, we've reported more people and done more reports like this to NICMIC, the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, than any other company in the industry. We proactively go out of our way across our services to do this and have made, I think it's... More than 26 million reports, which is more than the whole rest of the industry combined. So, Mr. Zuckerberg, the, the Mr. Zuckerberg, that, that we, your that company we and every social media company needs to do much more to protect children. Yeah, and I bought this shit out on Twitter about seven odd years ago or more. And the bastard things was what was my response? Delete, lifetime ban. That's right. Bloody pathetic bloody pathetic my friends <clears throat> this is the world we live in i guess the real money is in human trafficking not drugs guys cage has covered a lot of what's been spoken on this call and with the i call them the american cartel because the reality is the american cartels funding this uh is the mexican cartel an issue absolutely they are an, an arm of the american cartel what is the American cartel? The American cartel is are the Fortune 1000 companies, because we live in we live in a corporacy, a corporate structure that is is controlling this. So it's not just the governments; 
it's the corporations that are that are funding this. Now, not all, I'm not saying all 1,000 corporations, but a, a great percentage of the 1,000 corporations are funding this. But there is collusion throughout politicians and the media. And what I mean by that, here's a great example. They they readily report on the drug trafficking. Isn't that interesting? They readily report on the drug trafficking when the real money and is on the human trafficking. They readily report on fentanyl. Well, it's a known fact that we have at least 10 times more fentanyl in this country that's needed to kill every single American. It's already here. So common sense would say that's not a profit center for the cartel anymore. That has to be here for a different reason, more nefarious reasons. And a lot of it is actually created fentanyl with inside this country. Yep. Those are diversions. Those conversations are constant diversions from what's really going on. This is a human trafficking operation. All of it is. Through through your your child protective services, uh, everything you can you imagine. Many many foster care homes. Not all. There's some great foster parents. Many of them are. So we need to be aware that this is we're saving the children. And people may may say we're just saving the country. We're saving the world. Yeah, pretty deep stuff, guys. A bit of reality that we don't really want to get into, but um, yeah. That's uh, one freaking sick world, there's no doubt about it. And unfortunately, these people get into the positions of being around children, you know, swimming instructors, scouts, girl guides, you know, orphanages, um, daycare centers. It, the list just goes on. Schooling system, of course. It just goes on and on, guys. You know what I mean? It's it is very rampant. I don't know if it's getting more well per popular. Like if you had say a hundred years ago, um, one point five billion on the planet, say so one billion, and um, so it wouldn't stand out. You'd probably have about you know two percent in that population that are like this in their mind frame. But now you you overstretch it to now with about seven or eight, you know, whatever's going on there. And then you're going to get about, you know, 20% or, you know, sadly, as it says, there's a very strong statistic that is quite higher than what we'd like to actually comprehend, you know, these sort of aspects. And um, so it's going to stand out more. And with social media, it, um, people have got trucking things on them and just their thing that um, we can easily, more easily get a statistic. So maybe it was more prevalent even back then, but we just don't see it, if you know what I mean? Per population ratio, it's like anything like, there was probably, you know, psychopaths back in 100 years ago would be a different ratio to what psychopaths are now, because there's more people, obviously. That would explain a lot. Hmm. <clears throat> Let's have a little listen to a bit of Atlantis. I'm going to take this one, I think, for 10 minutes. It goes for an hour. I'm going to take it for 10. Check this out. If it loads, if it don't, we will have to move along, which it looks like it ain't going to do. Thank you. Too long. Too long to stream. This is a thing about paper straws. Let me find me a little eye dog here. There you go. Paper straws contain toxic forever chemicals. Could be worse than actual plastic. Paper straws might not be the eco-friendly drinking um, tube. They're being... Oh, I've got to find this other thing. I can't read through this. Come on, where are you? Things disappeared. Oh, well, well, let me try it again. I'll see if I can zoom in. That's small. That's better. They want to be the eco-friendly drinking the tube that they're promoted to be. Belgian researchers... Oh, shit. 
found that these so-called green utensils are toxic and therefore potentially worse for the environment than their much um, vilified plastic um, counterparts. According to a new study published in the journal Food Adjectives and Con Contaminants. So there you go, guys. Like everything that they do in this stupid world, everything is upside down. Everything from our power sources, our energy, media, school curriculum. You go down the list. The shopping aisle of death. Oh, it just goes freaking on and freaking on. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one day we might wake up. Just one day. One day out of several. This were the kids. What happened to all the kids? September, there was 49 kids uh, that weren't registered to go back to school. Hawaii. By October, a month later... I don't know how it happened, but the news reports started coming out that there was 500 kids that haven't reported back to school. Now, on our end here, everyone says, oh, if, you, if you're reading the reports, it's saying more than 100 dead. For some reason, they don't want to get that 100 count up higher than what it really is. In Lahaina, here on the west side, we can guarantee you that's going to be 500 to 700 dead. Now, 500 kids haven't showed up. Where are they? They haven't contacted their parents. They haven't done it. Nobody knows where these kids are, and nobody knows where their parents are. You have multi-generational families that perished in their home, and that's it. There goes the record. Who's going to say, oh, my God, my son is missing? I could throw up. I mean, it's, it's the counts are way off. No one's giving you an accurate count. You're not even allowed to question it still. Pelletier, Chief Pelletier, MPD, uh, news agencies and news reporters want to talk to them and everything first off if you're not a hawaii news media they're not going to even talk to you they're not even going to respond to your email they'll give you like the public just ignore like oh you can get your information from here but if you're hawaii news media and you're trying to talk talk to uh chief pelletier about anything in maui he'll literally tell you right off the bat we are not talking about the line of virus let's move on for some reason, no one wants to talk about it. They're all avoiding it. They're all ignoring it. You're not allowed to report on it. You're not allowed to ask questions about it. And they're definitely not going to talk about it. The counts are forever going to be like this. We're never going to have an accurate account because they're never going to give us one. Yeah, you never know what comes up on strange days. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, man. This is the most alternative media you'll probably ever come across. Let me tell you a story for those that are down and um, a bit, bit trotten under. We get that. Some of us get it daily. Some of us get it once a month or something happens. We all go to this level of too much in, introverting to where our mind frames, you know, and thoughts. You know, there's a, there's a thing that evolves around that sort of issue, which is when you're living in the past, you know, you're living in depression. When you're living into the future, you develop signs of, you know, anxiety. But if you're living in the present, which is the place you need to be, you've got continuity and um, a, a resonance that, in a mind frame. Now, it sounds woohoo. It sounds like this is just, oh, I need to chill out zone or whatever. No, what it is that you need to be living in the present. No matter what you're doing in life, you know, between the past and the future is usually where you're living. Take that moment to step back and take a deep breath and just live now. How many times in the past have you worried about financial crisis in your life? You're still here today, aren't you? You've still got a roof over your head. You've still achieved many things in your life. How many people are anxious about going to a, um, a wedding or a, a gathering or presenting a speech, you're anxious about that certain aspect of life. I think the best thing to do if you're going to too much in an extreme, it is a general thought that we have all the time, you know, present, past, future, present, past, future, yeah, bang, bang, bang. 
but it's like anything, you know. If you've got two wolves, you know, and they're going to fight, and you starve a wolf on the left for two weeks, and you feed and train the wolf on the right for two weeks, you know, what's going to happen? It's the one you feed the most that's going to cultivate in your life, if you know what I mean, whether it's positive or negative thoughts. So you need to not be a woohoo and think that you're being a little bit crazy or underestimating the situation in your life at the time and present, not the past, future. Then you will comprehend the beauty of grace and uh, contentment. You will achieve the level of contentment that many Zen monks achieve, I'm sure, in their present day meditations. Just something to think about, guys. Anyway, I want to put an arm around you guys out there. Here's one for you. Hey. It's good to see you again. I'm really glad you made it. You look tired again. Are you tired? Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's because you've been sprinting down this road with your head down. From one drama to the next. Trying to get away from whatever it is that happened to you back there. Because of it, you're missing blessings along the way. You gotta understand that what happened to you back there doesn't have to define the rest of your journey unless you allow it to. Guess what I'm saying is you don't have to run no more. Make a shift in your pace on this next stretch of road so God can make a shift in your heart and you can begin to heal. Take it easy on yourself. This world needs you. Rest, but don't you quit. I'll see you at the next rest stop. I don't think people heard that properly, so I'm going to play it again. Because you need to be reminded. You, everyone needs to be reminded of this. Just think about it. Hey. It's good to see you again. I'm really glad you made it. You look tired again. Are you tired? Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's because you've been sprinting down this road with your head down. From one drama to the next, trying to get away from whatever it is that happened to you back there. Because of it, you're missing blessings along the way. You gotta understand that what happened to you back there doesn't have to define the rest of your journey unless you allow it to. Guess what I'm saying is you don't have to run no more. Make a shift in your pace on this next stretch of road. So God can make a shift in your heart and you can begin to heal. Take it easy on yourself. This world needs you. Rest, but don't you quit. I'll see you at the next rest stop. That's right, my friends. Rest, but do not you quit. Don't lose that passion in life or that that um, that flame that you've got. Cultivate that flame. Don't let it get extinguished by other people's bloody um, negative connotations or... You won't succeed in that. What a stupid idea. You know, all these sort of negative connotations that people have. You'll find in life, which is a real true story from the Bible, actually, about a prophet will never be pretty much listened to or accepted in his own town, you know. I think the problem happens with a lot of families is that they... They put the scale against you to them. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people when it comes to a little bit of deeper thought or knowledge. It's like, oh, Osman, my son or my, my daughter, or, or not daughter, I hope. <sighs> Doesn't look like I've got a daughter issue. Um, son, whatever, you know what I mean. You know, or cousin, nephew, blah, blah, blah. It's the same sort of thing, you know. We're not recognized, but you're sowing seeds, you know what I mean? And the problem is a lot of people in the truth of community that come across a lot of this knowledge that I know and I can maturely present. And I've been through it myself. I know it happens to just about every single person that goes through this development until about, you know, 10 to 20 years later when you can start pulling yourself back. It's a... Um, don't think that you're unusual, you're going to lose a lot of friends and all that, you know. These things are going to happen with the truth. No one likes to have the light shined on them, you know. But the other issue is, guys, it's a bit like waking someone up, you know. Who who really enjoys getting woken up 
in the morning, you know, to a bright light and, and bangs and whistles on pots and pans, you know. It's going to it's gonna get you angry. It's going to um, put you in a different mind frame, you know, than a nice gentle bit of song that might send some nice vibes and thoughts here and there throughout the awakening process. And this is the thing going through the actual process myself and witnessing even my own conduct is this is the big dilemma that a lot of people have that come into certain knowledges of life that um, that are a bit outside the box. You, know. you ever think about the structure of the earth or um, everything about aliens or you know spiritual beings and blah 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 just little things like that let alone the um corruption of the financial system and you know bilderbergs rockefellers and all this other crazy stuff down the big rabbit hole but the thing is you know most of us go through it so don't feel bad on yourself in your if you're in that first couple of years of that process guys just remember i'm gonna talk to you from just not myself, but many men that have been down that path that are a bit wiser and cluey about the situation that you're going through is just share those little seeds, man. Just share those little seeds. Don't don't have your eyeballs popping out your head. Don't don't look like that you're some sort of weirdo that's you know, or that or you're belittling other people is another problem that people have in this. Oh the earth is flat. Oh you're an idiot if you don't believe that. You know, that sort of that sort of connotation ain't gonna get you nowhere, man. Ain't gonna get you nowhere. It ain't gonna get you productive. It ain't gonna all it's gonna do is cause an argument and make you look like a freak. If you wanna talk about something like that, a good way to do it with people that you would really like to share it with is just to say, I come across this, what do you buddy think of this stuff? This is a trip or something like that, you know? Put it to people in a different perspective than, have you heard this? I do still believe in the ball after this and this. I don't want to talk to you. No, 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 no. That happens, unfortunately. That happens. And people need to realise that you've got to contain yourself in these issues, you know. The older you get, the more you, you realise that you don't know as much as you thought you knew, you know. It's, that is the burden of age to me. <clears throat> The more I learn, guys, the more I realize I just do not freaking know. And it is a, I don't know if it's a, a, I don't know what the next level is after that. I'm sure there's another level that I'm even going to get involved in, you know. Now I've reached this level, I've reached out how to put things in a perspective. Now I've worked out how to do it politely as well without stepping on toes. Okay, I've mastered that. I'm at that level now. What's the mm. next level? I haven't heard of too many people that get or heard about that next level. Maybe it's something we just don't talk about when we get there. That's a high possibility. I don't think there's many in the world that actually get there. But I think the ones that do, there must be a sort of like a secret oath that once you actually realise and get there, it takes you onto another plane and another level of like a consciousness, I guess. Because I'm definitely from 30 or 20, 20, 30 years ago is at a different consciousness now to what I am now, you know. In the way I present things, um, self-judgments. It, it's a it's a marae of just all different aspects of life, you know, that bring you to this conclusion where you're at at the moment. And it's like I look back at my own life and I go, wow, I'm blowing my mind now where I've got from 20 years ago where I thought I was nearly at that level. And now... I'm thinking again, am I at that level again um, that I thought that I was at? You know, to me, looking back, it'd be like you were nowhere near that level, you know. You still had the box around you. But now I can see outside that box. And now I'm thinking in another 20 years, God bless that I get there, that I... Um, will have another perspective, but I can't see, like I didn't see back then, any other issue or perspective that could change my mind frame or change my thought. I thought this is the way I am. Now I just look back at that and it's just like, bullshit, man. Wish I could come back and have a conversation with you, you know, that sort of aspect. 
And I think these are going to be the things that we have to deal with on, on a different level. And that's why presumptuousness is a bad character in people, you know. Once you start presuming or, um, or the absolutes as well is another one. Once you get the absolutes and presumption, man, it's a downward road. You ain't going to evolve mentally, spiritually, um, even physically. It comes down to that, believe it or not, just your own mind frame of how your physical health can be affected, you know. So these are a lot of issues, you know, that I think we've got to really think about in life that are, are the fundamental issues, you know, not worrying about, you know, is Israel and Iran going to go to war or something like that. It brings it back. It's a bit, the, the mind or the body is a bit like um, the federal uh, government and, you know, independent people in, in their county. It's like, how much do you let that overstretch or that overreach reach actually you, you know? Or do we or do we put up a wall here and just say, no, 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 no. People are in my state of mind or state and <clears throat> they want to agree and live like this. We don't need your outreach. Thank you very much. Don't delete. It's a bit like people that piss you off on the um, internet, you know? Why would you want to even read their... Why would you even want to listen to their banter or chat, even if it was a, a, a podcast on here about you? Why would you bother? <sighs> to me, it'd be like, oh, well, any publicity is good publicity. Go for it. Have your banter. I don't really care. I don't, I'm not really interested in even listening, to be honest with you. But, yeah, nice to see that I'm acknowledged. You know, that sort of mind frame instead of going, oh, no, someone's talking about me let me listen let me take side notes and everything and and do a whole show about it nah no let them talk about you good on them and and they're entitled to their own um thought as well anyway so no matter how you look at it they're looking at it from a different level you've obviously i guess got them in, in a shit mode <laughs> to be wanting to talk about you <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's about marriage prospects show or something i might be on the wrong one Dr.Phil.Pugbean. <clears throat> Be more like freaking Jerry Springer, I think. But, um, mm. I went off track there for a bit. So, um, what I might do is just get myself back into focus and get my mind frame going here on a different level. So, I'm just going to play a song in the meantime, just to, um, yeah, I might even want to actually get up and walk around. And I think my bottom's getting a little bit, um, Pins and needles, if you know what I mean. <coughs> we can't have that. We can't have pins and needles. No, we can't have pins and needles. There's no doubt about it. Not on this broadcast. That's for bloody sure. Yep. Oh, well, I guess I could run around in my undies or something for the next... Um, oh, uh, yeah, we're we're going to do it for... Um, let's do it for... Four minutes, I reckon. Three to four minutes. Let's have a song for Angie. I don't go nowhere, guys. I just need a mind break. <laughs> just sitting here. Woo! Get those needles and pins going. No doubt about it.
That's what we call romance, my friends. That's what we call romance. Hey, listen to this. The Ark of the Covenant, which some claim to be a version of Pandora's box of the cube, allegedly found by Ron Wyatt. I knew him back in the 90s, I think, 80s, yeah. No, 1980s, yeah. Buried in the mountain under a crucifixion place where the blood of the crucified was drained through a crack in the rock on the Ark of the Covenant. That'll blow your mind, eh? Let's have a listen to this. Let's have a listen to this. Oh, I've got no, oh, no audio shit. It's just a picture. Oh, just a picture, man. Bloody hell. It was an article. Sorry about that. Misinformation. Misinformation, there's no doubt about it. Next on my list. If it plays, we might have some. Yeah, yeah, it's reloading. This is in the chamber with the Ark of the Covenant. Uh -huh. All right, we broke our way in through uh, a hole. Uh, we went 60 feet underground. We came back up. That's right. Ron Wyatt, 1984 interview. About On January 6th, 1982, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I broke into a chamber beneath the Calvary Escarpment north of the city wall of Jerusalem. In that chamber is the Ark of the Covenant. Deep shit, guys. Deep shit. I should be a biblical scholar for sure. I was actually thinking of doing that, actually. A biblical scholar. Whew. That'll blow your mind, man. I only get a biblical scholar on my show and, um, and myself, and we're going to have a really and a historian scholar like that'd be a trip but most of them are corrupted it'd be hard to find imagine the three of us racking each other's brains i think it'd be freaking bloody fantastic blurred out of the body it fell on the ground it went in the crack and lot says approximately 20 feet below the base of the cross is became where the ark of the covenant was hidden some Five to six hundred years before the blood traveled down that crack and it dripped onto the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant that was inside the stone case. And Ron Day says he found the case, got in that cave in January of 1982. He says that the lid was cracked and the left third of the lid was moved askew on the top of the box which would have enabled the blood to drip down clearly inside the box. And he says that there's a puddle of Christ's blood. It's black nowadays, not red. But there's a puddle of his blood on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. Until this time, we've been unable to show this blood and its analysis but god has this on his timetable and it will be done at the perfect time here as god's last message is being given to the inhabitants of the earth there are real angels not just scratched uh, pictures and stones that are taking a very active part in doing this when I found the Ark of the Covenant in that uh, chamber, all of the furnishings had been covered by a layer of animal skins. On top of that, a layer of wooden boards. And on top of that, enough stones to fill the rest of the chamber up to near the roof. After I had been in there 33 times, the fourth time I came in, there were four young men standing in there that if I had met them on the street, I would have seen no difference between them and anybody else. One of them said, we are the angels that have been assigned to the Ark of the Covenant. We'll tell you what God wants to done with this and we'll help you do what he wants done with. They wanted me to take a sample of the blood and have it analyzed. All I had with me was a film cartridge 
and the pull tab from a Coca-Cola can. So I took this pull tab and, and straightened it out to make a little bit of a scoop with it. And I collected about three quarters of that little canister full of this dried blood. We had this analyzed. We put uh, an amount of this blood uh, in some normal saline and uh, at body temperature. And we swirled this gently for 72 hours. And this was part of the instructions I got from the angel. When we put this in a growth medium, for another 72 hours and put it under a microscope. The white blood cells were dividing. We were able to get a chromosome count. There were 24 chromosomes, 23 Christ got from Mary. He got one, which was the sex determinant or the Y from his heavenly father for a total of 24. All of us have 46. We get 23 from our mother and 23 from our father. Now, this blood, folks, was still alive after almost 2,000 years. The people that did the test thought I had pulled a fast one of some kind on them. Never in their lives have they ever seen any dried blood that was still alive. There's a scripture text talking about Christ. It's, it's in Psalms. It says, you will not leave my soul in hell and neither will you let my body see corruption. So after almost 2,000 years, Christ's blood was very much alive and still is. And there, underneath, right where Christ was crucified, about, what, 25 or 30 feet below, is a cave, and there's the Ark of the Covenant. So this is the most beautiful part. On top of the Ark of the Covenant, which is Christ's throne on earth, right? Okay. There is the sticky leftover residue of the blood of Christ to this day that has come down through the crack and landed on top of the mercy seat. So when he crucified, his blood ran down. The Bible says the, there was an earthquake and the rocks rent. That means he ripped. So his blood ran down through the crack and dripped right on the mercy seat. All that time, the angels were looking at, they look, they're looking for one thing. And once a year, the priest, high priest would go in, sprinkle blood on the mercy seat. Inside, under the mercy seat, was the Ten Commandments and the Aaron's rod that budded and a little bowl of manna. And I got little models of it in here. Okay. And Ron was actually blessed with the ability to touch the Ten Commandments. He held one in his hand. Well, he told me, he said he fainted when he saw what was in there and realized, oh, no. He said, only the high priest can touch this. But then he said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm a born-again Christian. I'm blood-bought. So he actually opened the lid and saw, and I turned it over to the Jewish government. I don't think they've touched it yet. They're afraid to touch it. Yeah, no, they sent a team in there on one of Ron's visits back, and six men who had gone in there to try to remove it had died. And the government was so scared they wouldn't even go in there to retrieve the bodies. So they asked Ron Wyatt to go in there, and he pulled the bodies out one at a time so they could bury them. Deep stuff, boys. Yeah, come in. And blood only has 24 chromosomes in it. Everybody else has 46. You see, 23 from your mother, 23 from your father, 22 autosomes from your mother, 22 autosomes from your father. You get an X from your mother, you may get an X or a Y from your father. All right. This blood had. 23 chromosomes from the mother's side, one Y chromosome only. You see, the chi child could not have developed if they hadn't had the autosomes from the mother. So all of his physical characteristics were determined by his mother's side of the family, her autosomes. His maleness was determined by this one Y that came from the source, not a human male. Then they said, this blood is alive. And then they said, whose blood is this? Mm. Some deep stuff, guys. Some deep stuff indeed. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, I used to rub shoulders Hell, with Oliver and Moyne. And neither were you let my still body alive. see corruption. So mm. after almost 2,000 years, Christ's blood was very much alive and still is. Yeah, that brings back some memories of the old days. Bloody hell. 
Huh. And there, underneath, right where Christ was crucified, about, what, 25 or 30 feet below, is a cave, and there's the Ark of the Covenant. So this is the most beautiful part. On top of the Ark of the Covenant, which is Christ's throne on earth, right? Okay. There is the sticky leftover residue of the blood of Christ to this day that has come down through the crack and landed on top of the mercy seat. So when he crucified, his blood ran down. The Bible says the, there was an earthquake and the rocks rent. That means he ripped. So his blood ran down through the crack and dripped right on the mercy seat. All that time, the angels were looking at, they look, they're looking for one thing. And once a year, the priest, high priest would go in, sprinkle blood on the mercy seat. Inside, under the mercy seat, was the Ten Commandments and the Aaron's rod that budded and a little bowl of manna. And I got little models of it in here. Okay. And Ron was actually blessed with the ability to touch the Ten Commandments. He held one in his hand. Well, he told me, he said he fainted when he saw what was in there and realized, oh, no. He said, only the high priest can touch this. But then he said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm a born-again Christian. I'm blood-bought. So he actually opened the lid and saw, and I turned it over to the Jewish government. I don't think they've touched it yet. They're afraid to touch it. Yeah, no, they sent a team in there on one of Ron's visits back, and six men who had gone in there to try to remove it had died. And the government was so scared, they wouldn't even go in there to retrieve the bodies. So they asked Ron Wyatt to go in there, and he pulled the bodies out one at a time so they could bury them. Hey. Get out of it. Dogs trying to eat. Blood only has 24 chromosomes in it. Everybody else has 46. You see, 23 from your mother, 23 from your father, 22 autosomes from your mother, 22 autosomes from your father. You get an X from your mother, you may get an X or a Y from your father. All right? This blood had 23 chromosomes from the mother's side, one Y chromosome only. You see, the ch child could not have developed if they hadn't had the autosomes from the mother. So all of his physical characteristics were determined by his mother's side of the family, her autosomes. His maleness was determined by this one wife that came from the source, not a human male. Then they said, this blood is alive. And then they said, whose blood is this? Whose is it? Is it mine or is it yours? Is it yours or is it mine? Who? Who is the question of the day? There's no doubt about it. What, why, when? <coughs> Ed Hodderman. Ed Hodderman topics, guys. There's no doubt about it. Who, what, why, and when? The quadrivium. Who, what, why, and when? Now we're talking, Angie. Now we're Two thousand and sixteen national anthem Scotland versus England. some things to do actually so um yeah wow what a trip what am i at anyway oh, i've done the hour that was pretty good considering i wasn't gonna do anything <sighs> now i guess i excelled myself yet again that's right now let me get into this little sucker 
see if we can do there's another anthem i really enjoy as well it's the new zealand anthem if i can get into it i don't think this is going to work it seems to be working the way the old girl used to be come on man let's go back if in doubt hit the back button <laughs> that might work i miss my tower hey when i used to hit the bloody thing i can't do it with a bloody laptop hey don't need that for christ's sake Hell, the bastard thing's eating the olive freaking, um, what do you call it? Olive butter. Bloody hell. Don't eat the bloody plastic, man. Just lick, lick the lid. <laughs> He's freaking freaking out. I got a nice bit of freaking lamb shank for the old girl in a minute. She's just preparing, I guess, for the moment. Having an encore with a plastic freaking lid. Oh, come on, man. Is this little thing going to load? Or I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing here. It's a search. I don't want to see all this bullshit. I want to search. Ah, oh, stuff it. Let's go. I'm going to take that, guys. I've got some things to deal with in the background. So thanks for joining. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the hey. edge. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll, I'll catch this on the next episode. I've got some stuff to deal with. Yeah, I won't be on. I'll be on before 10 as well. So go get two hours sleep and come back and look for me, Ange. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Well, we can't go anywhere until I get to a phone. Well, then ask the butler or someone. Just a moment, Janet. We don't want to interfere with Well, there, I'm going to put this on speaker. I've got to do this one right if I'm going to end it. It's been a while since I've done this. I went through this little crusade a couple of months ago, actually. And I'm back. I'm back in black. Let's see if this works better. You came by commerce. That's They're probably foreigners with ways different than our own. Well. They may do some more folk dancing. You know what I mean? Look, I'm cold, I'm wet, and I'm just plain scared. I'm here with nothing to worry about. <laughs> How'd you do, Mark? How'd you do? See you've met, Mark. Faithful hand in hand. She she's saying in her mind things were going good, Oz, and um, I wish you just just cancelled the show and left. <laughs> but now you're freaking me out, you weirdo. Will you not? <laughs> he thought you were a candy man. <laughs> don't get strung out. By the way, I by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Eric lover. Trans. From transsexual Transylvania. Check out the weed. Let me show you a rhyme. Maybe play you a sign. You look black, you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. We can do the weedy! I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. We can right. get to the other side. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. Mm -hmm. There's we don't two want to be options. Everything. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, take care of 